Welcome to The Engaging Life, a podcast about using engagement equity to improve your relationship building skills in your personal and professional life. And now, here are your hosts, Brandon Suba and Angela Cheney. Hello there, Brandon. Well, hey, Angela. How you doing? Fantastic. How about you? I can't complain. Excited to be back in the studio with you Mm -hmm. to knock out some more amazing, engaging life. The engaging life, I guess you have to say. The engaging life. Well, when I tell people about it, to find it, I tell them, you got to put the in there. Because there are other engaging life podcasts. That aren't as good. No. no, I was going to say, but none of them provide the quality that we do. That we do. You may notice we have a bit different lighting structure today. Those of you who are watching. Okay, I was going to say, if you're watching the UBTUBs. Which means uh, my old eyes can't see that far from my notes, so they're on my lap. (laughs) Just just in case you're wondering why I keep looking at my lap. And if you're just listening... You don't even have to worry about it. That's right. right. Just forget I said anything. So we're (laughs) continuing on the CVJ here, which Dan has helpfully told me I was screwing up how many steps there were in it. Oh, really? At this point, there are eight. I kept staying seven. So the disconnect here is we have based Pixel Fire CVJ, new name forthcoming. I wanted to go with the Pixel Profitability Path, and nobody else liked PPP. Oh, nobody else liked my pee pee. I I was abbreviated Mm -hmm. in my head and I can see where that could be confusing. Yep. So uh, we're still looking for names because the customer value journey is rather generic. But um, we are basing it off of digital marketers, CVJ, which digital marketer is a big time publication that those in the digital marketing field read. In the general of digital marketers, I'm like, well, that's not very specific. No, digital (laughs) marketers. Uh, And theirs only has seven, um, but we changed it to fit our customers and we have eight. So there are actually eight steps that we are going to be going through. Good news, ladies and gentlemen. We just added two more episodes to season three. I fixed it, Dan. You can pat me on the back later. So we've already gone through. Now, it's accurate what we've said so far. The only thing inaccurate is that I said seven rather than eight. Okay. So we talked about awareness. So awareness is making sure your business is out there and that your prospects, your ideal customers know about you. Because mm-hmm. they can't do business with you if they don't know about you. And that's all about making sure your website, your brand, all of that is consistent, cohesive, and somewhere where they can find it. <laughs> right? It sounds so simple. Doesn't it, though? People don't. Very tough. Uh, number two is engage. So we love that one because... And that's getting people to start, uh, obviously, engaging with Mm -hmm. your brand. So, you know, following you on social media, maybe doing some comments, some likes, some shares, watching your YouTube videos, your YouTube videos, um, anything like that. So just getting them to start that engagement process. And this is a long journey. You know, this is not Mm -hmm. something that's going to happen in a day. But if you're if you've been doing it for a while, you'll notice it's kind of like the what are like the Christmas rounds, you know, somebody starts singing, then another person starts singing. (laughs) It's kind of like that because you won't have everybody going through the steps at the same time. Got it. You'll have some people on step one, some you know, so continually evolves and changes. So then you're getting you know, you're getting people to that end stage continuously. That's what the goal is. It's a flywheel. That's another Ooh. another term Dan likes to use. It's a flywheel procedure. So it's not a from here to there. It's a continually churning mm. 
wheel if you do it correctly. Well, and the mirror or the parallel of uh, VCP for mm -hmm. me is also a continuum uh -huh. or a flywheel. Yes, you're never you're never done. Correct. You know, because there's always you're either evolving or new people are coming into your group or new people are coming into our funnel. It's consistently evolving, so you can't say that. Oh, got to the end! Woohoo! <laughs> I'm on step and, eight. Yep, retiring, Business and I'm done, good. and I'm done. So engagement. So now we're on step three. Step three of the CVJ or the PPP, or if you have any great ideas for what we should brand the CVJ for Pixel Fire Marketing, I would love to hear it. And if you come up with one that we use, I would be happy to either give you a bottle of wine. Ooh take you out for a glass of wine whoa or even do something that doesn't involve wine i was gonna say we'll send you a picture that we sign like maybe maybe oh, the background that's worth its weight and we'll gold send right the there. background signed if you I come would, and it's used i would say 95 percent of people are going to choose the wine but i like the knows? other five percent <laughs> i like those odds no. so honestly would would love suggestions sometimes mm -hmm. you get inside your own you know little box and you can't think of things for your own company. So I would love to hear that. Now we're on to step three of what we will just continue to call the CVJ. Yeah, don't don't PPP it. I'm not going to PPP it. I'm not going to PP all over no this. No PPs. No PPs. And that's subscribe. So subscribe is obviously uh, can be a misleading step because it doesn't just mean you're getting people to subscribe to your email newsletter. Uh, although that can be part of the process. Basically, subscribing is something you can follow along with something your customers or prospects can follow along with, get more involved and get more information. So this could be your emails. It could be subscribing to your YouTube channel. It could be um, getting more involved with your social channels. It could be signing up for text messages from your company. Any of those things are at part of the step three, engage. Okay. okay. So you're just getting, this whole thing is just getting them to take one more little step. One more little step. One more little step. So... What are you giggling about? Uh, uh, just keep swimming. Just exactly. Keep swimming. Exactly. So um, now it's time to get them to learn more about you. And, and this is when you can start talking a bit more about your business. You know, we've talked about in the beginning that you need to give a lot of value in the first few steps. Obviously, awareness, people need to know what you do you know, so mm -hmm. they can be aware of that. But then you're trying to to really get them to to get value from your company. And you're not really bragging about yourself a lot or trying to sell anything or even talking that much about your services. Sure. It's more about giving value. But here's where you can start talking more because this is a two-way process. This is not just um, I'm trying to get them to do business with me. It's trying to see if they're a good fit for you too. And so you do want to give more. So let's give a irreverent Example, let's say, um, like, if you started a business, would there probably be some sort of um, Christian aspect to it, maybe? Oh, um, I don't know. I, I It's funny you say that, because on the way here, I saw uh, a, a repair or a, a contractor truck or something, and it, it, it had Jesus all over it, because right. he was a carpenter. Uh, it was a carpenter guy. And, and I, I actually kind of questioned that a little bit, just well, a little bit. That's, and the thing I've always said about these things is if that is the only people that you want to work with. Then they nailed it. Then, the, no pun, oh, intended. pun intended. Oh, sorry, Jesus. Uh, sorry, Jesus. <laughs> um, but if you really know that, you know, I am so strong mm -hmm. on my Christian beliefs and I just believe in helping other Christians, 
then you should market that. You should put that out there because you don't want to attract people who don't want that because that it wastes their time. It wastes mm-hmm. your time. You're both probably going to get frustrated and angry because you're going to want to change each other. Right. You, you know, and that and that doesn't do anything. Right. Um, is that a smart idea in business to pigeonhole yourself that much? Again, it is what it's what you want. Okay, because because I feel most, especially early on in business, people are deathly scared to. It's not gaslight. What's the word? Um, when you just focus on one thing, pigeonhole. Well, yeah, it's a word I'm not going to come up with. But like, people are scared. It's a scarcity mindset because they're like, "Gosh, if I if I said that only mm-hmm. want to work with Christians, then I'm going to lose all this business over here." And I I think in the long term, like. After a while, that's that's a good thing to do. Yeah. And but in this stage, well, I mean, it depends how long it takes to get to this stage too, I feel. Right. So I, to answer your question, is it good or bad? I don't know, but I, I have a feeling those who take the risk have better reward than those who don't. If they do it right. Again, mm. if you're not just putting it out there because that's how you feel and you're mad that other people won't do business with you because you put that uh, out. I well, mean, there's a lot of that. Right. Going. I think a lot of people who put their ideals, political beliefs, whatever that is out there like that, haven't thought it through all that well. Yes. yes. And, and not to say there are not some many that do, but and it's not just religious and political. It's about, you know, like we're to the point now. We don't really want to work with a little one person who just wants one blog and a few tweaks on their website a month. Mm-hmm. We're not a good fit for them. We're too big to do that anymore. Yep. They need somebody to kind of handhold and walk them through things. There are other places that are much better for that. So part of our branding is we like to take your whole marketing campaign. That's what we want to do. And we're really looking for the customers that you know can spend a couple grand minimum mm-hmm. a month. And so we can put, uh, we weren't like that in the beginning. I was going to say, but you've earned your way to right. that, to where you have the history, the clientele, and, and we'll just, the reviews to reach that. Where I think if somebody right out of the shoe is like, well, I'm only taking million dollar clients. Well, that million dollar client isn't just going to be like, oh, you, you called Right, me. right. You, you, you do. You do have to earn your way to that. Yep. And you do usually have to make some mistakes to figure out who's not a good oh. fit. But so when we're putting out information to get people to engage with, we're making sure that they know we're kind of the larger agency right now. And that if you want, you know, just these small one-off things, we can direct you someplace better. So again, it's not just, you know, helping your prospects decide if you're a good fit for them. It's helping you qualify them as well. Mm-hmm. This whole thing is, is a is a two-way street. So you're doing all these things to get your your prospects or your new customers. Sometimes, you know, they're already a customer. They bought something really small. And you're trying to get them to engage more. So what are some of the things that you should be using? You should be using those power players. Oh, we haven't talked players. about the power players probably since last episode. It, <laughs> it might have been longer than that. Last season, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the one of the useful power players in step three is that platinum rule. Because you're trying to get them to engage with stuff, but not all of them are going to engage the same way. Mm -hmm. So basically what that means is you need to put different things out there. You can't just say, we've got a newsletter, subscribe to that. If you're not doing that, then it's not working. You know, because some people are visual learners. Mm -hmm. So that would be subscribing to your YouTube channel, putting videos out there. Some are audio learners. So that might be, you know, recording some, you know, audio only type Mm -hmm. things, people, podcasts. People can listen to in their cars. Uh, Some are visual learners. So, you know, they might need the um, uh, infographics 
or, you know, something like that. Others just want to read something, you know, like a newsletter. That's how I learn best is, is reading. Yeah, not me. And so that's, that's how, unless it's putting something together or something like instructions, really? then I have to see it huh. because there is nothing that frustrates me more than I was just trying to put together the other day. Todd, I don't know if Todd was just, um, didn't want to do it for me or if he thought this would be good for me. He said he thought it would be good for me, but, uh, putting together a plant stand and it was just re really bare. I, my eyes went crossed <laughs> my, and granted it was from probably China and the directions were written. Poorly, yes. And you know, and then I did look up the, and I still couldn't get it. He still had to come help me. Would have been a lot easier if he would have done it in the first place. But uh, but normally I learn best reading when it comes to detailed instructions like that. Okay. I I can't follow them at all, regardless. That's so funny. Regardless, you're a good reader. I'm a great reader, but I am terrible, terrible at instructions of putting things together. Always uh, have been. You know I what? cannot do it. I just. Liz is a lot of same way. Now, let me ask you this, because I, I saw this on a show once. Do you read all the instructions or do you just? Oh, no. No? Because they, I, I was watching a show, I can't, Brain Games, I think is what it was called. And they had two guys and two girls do the exact same challenge and there were instructions involved. And the guys go and they just start going like, like first up, they do this. Oh. first. Up. But then the ladies, they read through the whole thing. And in the middle of it, it says... Don't worry about steps one through seven. Just start here on nine. Oh, so all the women got so done first. So they started on nine and were done like that when the guys just got to that. So it's very interesting. So I'm shocked that you don't, though. You know what's... Uh, I, uh, I'm i a complicated person. Well, yeah. And there is a lot of me, a lot of my personality that half-asses things. I call it not being a per an anti-perfectionist. Anti-perfectionist. Okay. I'm very much of, if it gets done, don't really care how it gets done. And it might not be done to its best, but it's done. But it's done. And there have been many times, if you uh, ask my friend Jill about this, what I hate about her is she's always late. What she hates about me is that I never read a recipe to the end. So... <laughs> She'll come over and I'll be like, well, we'll be able to eat in like half an hour and I'll get to step three. Make sure this has been marinated for at least six hours yeah. in the front. I'll be like, okay, whoops. Or she'll, ask, she'll send me a recipe. She'll like, I need you to get the chicken and the cinnamon and the cheese. And I'm like, okay. And I'll show up with like half the chicken that we need. She's like, did you read how much? I'm like, I didn't even read the recipe. You told me to get chicken. So it's rich history. Is that okay? Maybe I'm more of a dude when it comes to instructions. I'm not, like, I'm not good at them. Not like good at them. Um, so platinum rule, make sure you have different things so they can engage in the way they want to engage, not the way you want them to engage. Follow up. Now, the great thing about the CVJ is that you really can't not do follow up, right. you know, because each step builds on the next. So it's kind of like a um, foolproof way to not drop the ball. Oh, right. Accountability. A right. An accountable way. To not drop the ball. Right. Okay. Because follow-up, you know, is huge and, and it's so easy not to do it. You get somebody who's excited about your product, then you next shiny thing comes along oh, yeah. and, and you don't do anything about it. So the CVJ is really making sure that you are following up. You can't, you can't help yourself but follow up if you've got a good system. Well, it's a journey. It is a journey. It's a journey. And if you keep them on the journey, you'll be following up continuously. Or a process if we need or another P word. A PPP. PPP. And then curiosity. I Curiosity, I, I really has become my favorite power player because you can just use it. And so, and it just changes everything. It does. If you can just switch your mind to that little, be curious, be curious. It just changes everything. It's fantastic. So 
as I said, this is a two-way street, and you are also continually tweaking your CVJ. Mm. What's working, what's not working, what could work better. So your curiosity here is talking to people. Okay, we they're subscribed to our newsletter. Let's ask a few of them. What would you like to see in the newsletter? What could we do better? Yeah. Should we embed a video in there? Should we have it out every week instead of every two weeks? You know, it's, it's a conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want this to, to seem like we're the marketing company and here's what we do and you engage with it. It's very much a, a two-way street. So having curiosity about how are you guys liking this step? How could this step be made better? And of course, curiosity about them too. Of course. How was this helping yep. your business? You know, we put out this tutorial. How did, how did you use that and how did it help you? Mm. You know, keeping that curiosity going. So, and and now's the time to keep keep an eye out for those red flags because that's sometimes a lot of the times <laughs> your prospects aren't going to tell you what you did wrong. They're just going to drop off the face of the earth. So, if you notice that my newsletters aren't being opened very much, uh, nobody's subscribing to my YouTube channel. You know, these things are little hints that we're not doing something right here. This isn't hitting home. So that's when you can go back to the curiosity, try and find out. Mm. If you can't find out, then just make some changes, you know, A-B test, make, a, B make a few changes, yeah. see what works. But uh, um, like, I've, like I've said a lot already, um, this is an ever-changing process. Oh, ever yes. it's, you know, it's all about tweaking, making things better. So, uh, and, and really that's, everybody's heard the don't throw good money after bad. You know, and that's don't throw good time after bad. If something's not working, don't just keep pushing through. Oh my God. Don't just keep barreling through and saying it's going to work at some point. Right. Because it probably isn't. No, and it's expensive to it make is. these bad choices. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a, a great time to, in, in step three, because you're not that far into it yet. You've not sunk a lot of money, time, or energy into it. So when you have the, the prospects in this stage, it's a great time to tweak and change and, and learn. Mm. Learning's always good. Curiosity. Do you have anything to add about um, the subscribe stage before I take this into our relationship side? No, uh, I, I just want to reiterate the you can't put a timestamp on it. Because right. I think that's where people get frustrated. And double stamp a triple stamp? No. <laughs> triple stamp a double stamp. Triple stamp the double stamp. Yeah. So one, one thing that encouraged me to keep podcasting, because at one point I was going to give up, is uh, – there's this kid that does makeup tutorials and mm -hmm. he was on a show or they were interviewing or something. And they said, well, when did you make it big? And he goes for the first two years, nothing, no subscribers, no followers, nothing. And then one day someone shared my video and I blew up. And that was it. Yeah. And so I think when we talk about the subscribing piece, everybody, well, oh, oh my daughter, my daughter, Isabel, so she is posting things on my YouTube. I will not let her open a YouTube account yet, but she's posting things on mine. And they're very, we won't let her show her face. So they're stuffed animal videos where she's How moving cute. them and talking. Yeah. And, and I like her editing is actually phenomenal. She's a better editor than I am and she's using her phone. But what I keep telling her is because she was, oh, how many likes did I get on that? Wow. How many views have I had on that? Oh, I got two views. And I'm like, well, yeah, I viewed it after I posted it. And then you showed your friends. So there's your two views. But what I just tried to reiterate to her is like, just keep making content. Just keep giving me videos. I'll keep uploading them. You don't know which one's going to make it big. Though This channel may never make it big. And that's fine. So for those that are in the subscriber stage, yes, you, you have to change it and alter it. But don't put something out and say, oh, well, I got seven views on that. This is what I'm going to do forever. Right. But then the same, don't put something out and say, oh, I got no views. This is garbage. If you felt confident with it, because your confidence is going to shine in the future more than 
doing the exact same dang thing over and over and right. over. So time, and, and I talk about this on the credibility stage too, you don't know when you've hit it, but it's, what is that, two inches to gold? The day right. you want to give up could be the day, the day right before. before. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So so let's take this into relationships. You love relationships. I love talking about relationships. Well, I like relationships. Well, I do too. <laughs> I do too. So engaged doesn't mean you're ready to get engaged. Okay. This is just, uh, this is getting the other person to buy a little bit more into the relationship. And again, two-way street, it's you figuring out if this is the right fit for you. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have more engagement together. So the same same power players, big one is curiosity. Okay. And this is something that I don't think I've said it yet, maybe in the engaging life, maybe I have. But when you care about someone, and if you have gotten to the stage three with uh, with somebody you want to build a relationship with, and again, it doesn't have to be a romantic partner. It can be a friend. Mm -hmm. It can be a colleague. Um, if you've gotten to this stage, you like them. You care about them. Right. You've invested enough to get this stage. So this is when curiosity comes in. But many people view curiosity wrong. Ooh. And it's... I will be curious about things you say that are interesting to me. <laughs> okay. And, and so then basically the only things you're curious about are the things that you have in common, mm -hmm. which is great. There should definitely be some of that. But if you really care about someone, you have to take it to that next level and say, I'm interested in what you're saying, not because the topic interests me, but because you interest me Ooh. and you are interested in it. And this is, it's kind of hot button for me right now because my husband and I have been arguing about this a lot because <laughs> I don't know if, uh, if nobody knows me very well, I'm a huge book reader. Mm -hmm. I love books. Books inspire me, books. And so I want to talk about them a lot. And he's not a book reader. <laughs> and so he has a tendency to cut me off, not act interested. Not, and I don't just sit and tell him about a plot of a novel. I know better than that. That's what I get. I, I will not do that. He doesn't that. like novels. He doesn't. So I try and find things that he would find interesting. Okay? okay. So usually they're, you know, lessons or insights or or things like that. And and the last few times I've done it, and granted, we all know Todd's having a few health struggles mm -hmm. right now. So I try right. and give him the benefit of the doubt. Right. But um, one was a Julia Child book. And it, it was really, because what I was trying to get across to him was not Julia, it was here are some people who were living in the 40s and 50s and their lives, if we looked at it, looked terrible. You know, they lived in a place with no heat and they were this and they had no money and, but they're just the happiest people in the world. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to do kind of a perspective thing. You know, it's like, we think we have a bad and then you look at, you know, it's just the way you look at life. And so I told him, he's kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next day I'd read more of the book. <laughs> And so I was expanding on what I had. And he's just like, you've already told me this story. Ooh. And I'm like, yeah. And then he's, <laughs> and so we got in a fight. And, uh, and so, and he, and it ended up with him saying, I'll try and be better, which usually means, honestly means he, he will yeah. try to be better. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's, that's, that's good. And I had used those same words. I know you're not interested in this book. But I'm so excited about it, and you care about me. Mm -hmm. You get. I, I listen to your car story. I listen to your. He's a financial planner. His stories are. Uh, yeah, I but I am interested in them because they affect him. Right. And and a lot of this, I'm sure, is a man woman thing. Remember, you're more of a woman. I uh, yeah, I know. I mean, I, for that, 
purpose. Can but I, this isn't probably the right thing to say, but I also think it's a patience thing. Oh, absolutely. Because I had to learn when I was doing in-home sales for countertops, I had to learn to bite my cheek. to And, and physically, I bit mm -hmm. my cheek. But I had to do that because... They would tell me stories about their son, John, that just met. got engaged and the wedding is coming up and they're doing this project for the wedding and all of this. And to an extent, I need to know some of this because it helps kind of close that deal. But then I also don't need to know about your daughter, Betty, who lost a toe seven weeks ago at the cabin and then the cabin's owned by the star. And, and, and we've all been in the positions where you're talking to somebody uh, what's the meme? It's I'm seven uh-huhs and 12 no ways and you're still talking. But that's where I learned. But they're excited telling mm -hmm. me this. And this is engagement that is making our relationship better. So the longer I sit through this horrible story, the more they're going to feel yes. I'm connecting with this person. And to be honest, if there is a secret to life or you see if part of life to you is relationships and connecting, that's the secret right there. Because yep. Every single person wants to talk about themselves. And most people do not have a lot of people who will listen to it for all the reasons we've just said. Mm -hmm. And that is not to say that you should give up all of your time and energy. <laughs> you do have to pick and choose. And that's where the radiating outward you know, if somebody in the grocery store line starts telling you the story of their life, you don't have to sit there for an hour and be interested yep. in it. But you do have to pick and choose. And if somebody is very important to you, you're not going to be able to, with, right. but you need to do it at least some of the time. I, I I play the game. I won't make eye contact with like, you know, if there's kind of like a weird person and you're walking into a store and I'm like, I just, I really just don't have time to deal with it. So I won't make eye contact on purpose because I know if I do. Oh, I do that all the time. I do that. I'll do that with people I know. Well, like if I see them in the I avoid them because I don't have yeah. the time or energy to give them right then. I I'm don't. always on an agenda. And so that's what bothers me is when I'm caught unawares, I'm really bad. Mm. That's why I avoid. I would rather avoid than get stuck and have to be rude. You should see when I go like on the weekends, if I have a hat and my glasses on, well, I guess I wear my glasses more now, but I used to never wear glasses uh, and they were dark frames. I would walk by people. I would make eye contact and I just didn't look like myself. So people didn't people recognize me. I'm like, yeah. I like my weekend look. <laughs> And, it, and it's also, you know, what, like I said, what frame of mind I'm ter when we're at the office, because we're in an open concept and there's people coming in and out all the time. And I would, I would assume probably some of our clients and even some of our employees might think I'm a bit rude oh. because I'm working. Yep. I'm, in, I'm sorry, but if you come and interrupt me because you're walking into a meeting and want to chit chat for 10 minutes, I'm in the middle of a project and you know, a lot of the times I will have them, but they don't see my earbuds no, in. No, earbuds don't matter anymore. You know, so it's it's very hard. And I the only way to do it is, I mean, sometimes I'll like put food in my mouth or something. Just, I did that today. Nice. Because I knew there were people coming into a lunch. I was eating my lunch. And people don't even notice that when you're, so I, I stuffed my mouth oh my when God. one person walked in because I was like, I know you're going to want to talk. So I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Well, and, and now I'm more in an office setting and, and this is going to shock everyone. I'm social, but I really try to be conscious. If there's something I want to share with somebody, I share it. Or I, I use this line a lot too. One more thing and then I will leave. And then I say the one more thing. And then I, and it's not one more thing seven hours later. It is one more thing. Quick point out of there. And it, again, it's I'm trying to respect that they have to work. And it's funny because I'm at a bank. And so, I mean, some at the, at the bank, their job is to do processing all day long. 
my job is to build relationships. Yeah. So I'm going to be chatting. Completely, yeah. It's a completely yeah, different agenda. And, yep. Yeah. Yep. And and the big the biggest piece of advice that I have learned to follow very well with a couple people in my life, and that's mostly Delaney and Todd, I've not done it so well with other people, is to tell them I'm busy right then, but I really want to hear what they have to say. I mostly do it with Delaney because she's constantly, mom, mom, mm-hmm. mom. And, and I bring her into the office with me or I, I take her out with friends, you know. And so I, I say, Delaney, I really want to hear this, but I don't want to half listen to it. Let me finish this up quick and then I'll. And she's gotten a lot better at first or hurt her feelings. Well, yeah, because yeah. you rejection. Yeah. But... but once she realized I really did want to hear it and she'd rather have my full attention than me half-assing it. It's been good. And Todd and I are really good about um, if one of us interrupts or something to stop and be like, wait, were you done talking about that? Oh, good. Or, you know, is this, I want to listen to this, but I'm, or I don't go up to when he's on his phone or yep. when, you know, just learning when it's a good time. Because a lot of the times it is just timing. Liz, Liz makes me schedule the good time. Because every now and then I'm like, yep, still a bad time because I don't want to really deal with it. Yeah. She'd be like, well, let's let's pick a date and time then because I've tried three times. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, that's totally fair. I'm open yeah. three weeks from now. Yeah, there, there you go. Maybe you'll forget by then. So, uh, so, so we got got a little bit into the weeds there, but uh, going going back to curiosity. So this is a time with this person to figure out what type of relationship you can have together, and to decide if that's enough for you, because there are all different kinds of relationships. And let's just go with marriage. Say this is somebody you're thinking about building a life with. Sure. There are all different types of marriages, and maybe this is so. Some examples. Um, there's the inseparable marriage, the people that do everything together, also called codependency. But fan. but there are people that's what they need, that's yeah. what they have. There's a con- oh, can I share a story on that one? Sure. Like you would this it'll make it quick. Uh Liz had a friend and uh she got married. We went to the wedding and everything, it was a great time. And this was about four years later, and this friend was in a group of, of girlfriends of hers, and they were all planning this trip as girls. And the friend asked, Well, can I can I bring my husband? And they're like, no, it's it's a it's a girls' trip. Why would you? And she goes, well, we haven't been apart since we've been married. I uh, know. How long have they been married? Four years, five Ew. years at that point. I mean, it, it had been a while. I'm just, I'm just like, that's not healthy. And I and I believe that too. But I'm a very independent person in some ways, Thank and so you. is Todd. Uh, and the one relationship I had that was like that was extremely toxic, and it was all about control. Oh. But I am not saying there are not some relationships where that is just making them both really happy. I try not to judge. You know, usually the healthiest relationship is interdependence, meaning you can rely on each other, but you've got your own things and there's overlap. Yeah. Um, That's normally the healthy relationship. So like when one person gives up all their friends and now all their friends are your friends. Right. That's not healthy. That's not good. Yeah. But uh, but there are, you know, I am not not going to say there are not some happy relationships that are inseparable, but uh, conflict avoiders, that's another type Uh, of marriage, volatile. uh, You can have your best friends. So it's like, are they really even married? Are they just buddies? Yeah. Uh, Power couples, opposites attract or two peas in a pod. They're social couples, you know, or they just, they're both super social and they have a ton of friends. And and none of these, even though we just dogged on one of them, are necessarily (laughs) bad. Right. And you can have different 
ones with different people. So it's really figuring, it's like, if you're dating somebody who is a party animal, is it fair of you to say, I'm going to calm him down and he's going to be a family man? And Yeah, we're going to be homebodies yeah, now. No, it's, it's not. That's not it's fair. Not. So it's not, um, you know, doing this, well, I'm going to change him and do exactly who, it's knowing who the person is, deciding what your relationship can look like together and deciding if that is enough for you. Mm-hmm. So we've got all of that. And then the other big thing that I'll close with, because this has been another thing that's been very eye-opening for Todd and I, and this is knowing your needs hierarchies, because all of us are born with six needs. We develop a lot more of them as we go on, um, but we're every human is born with these six needs. And as we grow up and as we learn things and have trauma and this and that, they start becoming important or not so important. Okay. And they are significance, the need for significance, the need for love and connection, the need for certainty, the need for uncertainty. So new things, Mm -hmm. the need for contribution and the need for growth. (laughs) And all of them are important to everyone, but to varying levels. And so what Todd and I realized was that my absolute number one need is his absolute last and vice versa. Wow. And so we realized a lot of our conflict came from this Mm -hmm. because my number one is love and connection. And his number one is need for significance. And so it's not that he doesn't like the love and connection. It's just, he doesn't seek it out nearly to the extent I do because it's low and he's seeking out the significance. I need to be important. I need to be important. And mine is, I need to connect. I need to connect. <laughs> and so realizing that, I was like, I can reach out more and ask for it more because he gives it. He likes it. He's just not going to Do be the on one to own. instigate it. Yeah. Yep. It's just not. And significance to me is very low. You know, it's like, I don't need to be the big shot in the room. I don't need all of that, which is good because when we're together, I let him. Yeah. <laughs> let him shine. But I also look for more ways. How can I make you feel significant? You know, and how can I put him into things where he will feel in a healthy way? Right. And so the good thing is our number twos are the same, which is growth. And so most of the time when we have our really good talks, they are about personal growth because those are both number two on our needs list. So we we just connect. Hmm. You know, I'll talk about love and and he'll he'll be all ears for five minutes. Right. You know, and he'll talk about how he's the big man on campus and I'll listen for about five minutes and go, oh, my God. (laughs) But if we're talking about personal growth, that one lines up. So it's really interesting to to figure out where you are and where you're. So I need to look for love and connection elsewhere. Not with an affair. Right. But, you know, friends, my kids. uh, And he needs to look for significance elsewhere at work, you know, just finding it other places because you can't fulfill it all. Do you think that's his love with cars? Because if you fix something, you're significant because you can do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also growth. He learned how yeah. to do it. Yep. So that was huge for him, too. So I had one other um, one other thing to say there that was very profound. And oh, whenever you are acting poorly. <laughs> so we all know when we're sure. acting poorly. Absolutely everything that you do is an effort to get one of these needs met. <laughs> okay. And you can either do it in a healthy way <laughs> or you can do it in an unhealthy way. So when you act shitty... You know, you can stop and say, what need was I trying to get met right now? What is a healthier way to get this? I'm I'm laughing because the love and affection 
that must be high on my list too. And so Liz will like have a you know, very busy day. It's the last, I'm the last thing on her mind. And that's when I'm like, well, what about me? Yeah, that could be significance too. <laughs> so, I don't, what about I don't me? Know. I, I know because I've been like kind of rolling in my head on, on where my six kind of fall. I, I would yeah. have to take a test or something. Yeah. Because you know, I can't. There is. There is a test. And, and you can read more about each one too. Ooh. And, and kind of find out. You know, it helps clarify. Did you and Todd take the test? Mm-hmm. See, I think mm-hmm. I think was nice. Yeah, but yeah, it was very. And his uh, and I learned his need for contribution is his second lowest. You uh, know, and mine's up there pretty high. So I'm always wanting to get involved and help out and do all this. And he's like, nah. <laughs> Why did people be? You know, now that I know, it's just not a high. Right. It's just not the highness needs list. So anyway, these are things that you should be doing when you're building a new relationship in step three, engage. You're engaging with each other. You're learning. Is this something that's going to work? You're getting them to buy a little bit more into the relationship. Hopefully you're buying more into the relationship, but you're figuring it out. And it's the same thing you do with your clients. You're going to find out during this step, some of them aren't a good fit. Mm-hmm. And you probably shouldn't continue together because it's not going to make you both happy. Right. And it's the same thing with relationships. You might get to this stage and be like, okay, yeah, I thought this was thought this was going to go somewhere, but there are some major incompatibilities here, and we would probably both be happier. Separate. Separate. So, hmm. so there we go. Step three of eight, Dan, <laughs> not seven, of the CVJ, soon to be named something fabulous by our listeners process getting a sign the engagement life and some wine getting a sign the engagement life sign i was like i already said sign or the engaging life what did i say engagement oh son of a biscuit son of a bitch <laughs> uh, now we're gonna put an e by there <laughs> hey speaking of uh ease by there subscribe absolutely subscribe to this subscribe comment here. tell us what we should name our CVJ, and definitely tune in next time. We can't wait to talk to you again.